Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 2, Sankhya Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge. So far, we have discussed up to the verse 30, the knowledge of Sankhya, the knowledge about your own self, what is the nature of the self. And then say, now I'll teach you the Buddha Yoga. I'll teach you the yoga of how to implement this knowledge in your life. Let's go Buddha Yoga, intelligent way of living. And then Bhagwan said, the way to work in this world is to have equanimity. And the equanimity comes from your understanding of what you are getting into. If you understand the field of actions and the nature of the field of actions, the equanimity comes easily, naturally. If you do not understand the field of action, then obviously you will have difficulties. And we have used the example of a roller coaster, that one who is standing in the line with all the enthusiasm, he knows what is the nature of the roller coaster. He anticipates the ups and downs and twists and turns. That's the thrill of riding a roller coaster. If there was no ups and downs and twists and turns, there is no fun in roller coaster. More twists and turns and more ups and downs, that roller coaster is more enjoyable. Then you go back and stand in line again to join. So if you enter this sansar with the expectation that there will be ups and downs, twists and turns, sukha dukha, Lava alaba, jaya jaya. Well, that's the thrill of living in sansar. So, at the end of this life, we'll come to the conclusion that that was pretty thrilling ride. Well, let's do it all over again. That's called punar janma. We'll stand in line again. In that sansar, while we are on that ride, we forget that this is what we signed up for. That's where the problem comes. So Bhagavan said, keep that in mind that these are natural and this is what you signed up for. The goal of life is to realize your true self, which is what Bhagavan said, I taught you in the first portion of this discussion. Now I will tell you how to use that knowledge to realize that ultimate truth, the self, the nature of yourself. Bhagavan Vedvyas discusses what is the difficulty we have in understanding our Darshan Sastras. So we have basically discussed in the beginning there are six schools of thought and the school of thought which is based on the previous portion of Veda called Karmakanda. So all Vedas are divided into four parts. There the Mantras, then Brahmanas, then Aranyakas and then Upanishads. The philosophy which is more centered around Karmakand, the Brahmana portion, is called Purva Mimansa. And we have discussed before, in Purva Mimansa, the goal of life is to reach heavens. And in heavens, then you will have suprasensuous experiences to make you feel happy. 
every good action we perform will create merits. You accumulate enough merits so you can go to Swarga. And in that Swarga then you will have these enjoyments. When you exhaust your balance of your merits, you will come back again, work again for the more merits and go back to Swarga again. But that's the goal of life in Purva Mimansa. And therefore, the society in general placed more emphasis on collecting merits and various ways to do yagnas and rituals. So the means of rituals was supposed to be to purify your mind and intellect so you can become single-pointed. But the means became the goal in the society and they completely missed the boat. So now we see the criticism from Bhagavan Vedvyas that how we have missed that boat is a society. And we have seen time and again in history of India that the philosophers and the great thinkers have come to realign the religion back to its goal so the spiritual aspect becomes available to all people. So it seems that during Mahabharata time, the spiritual aspect of the goal was not available to most people. People were stuck into the rituals. So Bhagavan Vedvyas criticizes those people who had been misguiding the generations. So he says in verse 42, Yam imam puspitam vacham pravadanti vipaschitaha Those people using the flowery language are unwise. The unwise people are using flowery language. The language used in in Brahmana portion of Vedas, he said they make it sound like that is the goal. Those description rituals are for you to purify your mind and intellect, but here they have made it sound like that is the goal. This is what you should be doing. And then it became so elaborate and society was so indulgent into it that average person was afraid of the word yoga or yagna because in each ritual it has been said that if you don't perform it correctly then you will incur sin it will be adverse effect so you have to have an expert to tell you how to do it and each ritual became so elaborate that it is very elaborately described what type of bricks to be used how the bricks to be arranged for the yagna so an average person was afraid of the word yagna and yoga with that fear that if I do something wrong, rather than accumulating merits, I'll have demerits. Therefore, Bhagwan, in the previous verse, has given us this assurance that this yoga, this buddhi yoga, when you perform, there is no danger of any adverse effect. And even a little practice, you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to perform it to a level that you become a master. Even a starting of a little effort also will not go in vain. So it's complete contradiction to what was prevalent in ritualism. In ritualistic practice, you have to do it correctly. If you don't do it correctly, it will have an adverse effect. Here Bhagavan said, no, no, there is no adverse effect. In this yoga, buddhi yoga, there is no adverse effect. You perform your actions in this manner, with equanimity of mind, 
and you will be liberated from all your karma bandhana, the bondages of actions. So now Bhagavan is criticizing the people who are using flowery language to make people confused about what is right and what is wrong. And he said, Vedavadarataha, they take great pleasure in using the words of Vedas. Na anyat asti iti vadinaha. They say there is nothing other than this. Other than this, other than this karmakand, other than this rituals, other than to accumulate merits and go to heaven, there is nothing else there. Completely missing the boat, the goal of life is to achieve that oneness with yourself, understanding the self. Kamatmanah swarga paraha because they are desirous of achieving swarga. So the swarga became the ultimate goal. Swarga paraha. They said that Veda says that karma kind you should be doing. All these karmas when you do, you will accumulate merits and you will go to swarga. So swarga became the goal of life. Swarga paraha. Janma karma phalaprada, which promises new birth as the renewal of their actions. You will come back again, you will have more enjoyments, you know, and you go to Swarga. You know. Kriya, Vishesha, Bahula, and they're all kinds of rituals. They're not a one single goal, they're also not one single path. There are so many desires and so many goals. So now you can say that even though this criticism is for the Karmakanda, if you look at our lives, it is exactly that. We are all Karmakandis. We do all kinds of actions to achieve all types of different results, different accomplishments and achievements. Kriya, we say, is a bahula. They are engaged in too many different types of activities, too many different types of rituals. Bhoga, Aishwarya, Gatim, Prati, because we want to achieve the Bhoga and Aishwarya, enjoyments and power. That became the goal of life, then and even now. We have no one single goal and therefore we are not focused and therefore we cannot achieve what we think is our birthright, which is happiness. Because we lost ourselves into Kriya, we say Sabahulam. So Bhagavan Vedvyas criticizes those people who have preached that the goal of life is to go to heaven, to elevate your standard of living. Now we have come to conclusion that no matter what status you have in the society, what achievement you have, what accomplishment you have, your problems remain the same. Whether you are working at the lowest rung of the society or you are the highest rung of the society. Basic problems which we face, which makes us unhappy, remain exactly the same. So this Bhogaraiswarya is not going to give us what we are ultimately looking for, which is happiness. And Bhagavan continues the criticism Bhogeshwarya prasaktanam taya apruta chetasam. Their intellect is taken away. They have lost their rational intellect. Their what will give me happiness? Because they are bhoga aishwarya prasaktanam. They are engaged in enjoyment and power. This fixation with the enjoyment and power, raising the standard of your living, we lost the goal of life that we want to be happy. It is pure and simple. Vyavasayatmika buddhihi. 
Samadhana Vidhiyate. Those who are engaged in this variety of activities to achieve varieties of goals, they cannot have the single-pointed mind, the single-pointed intellect to achieve that oneness with self. That oneness with yourself is the only means to achieve happiness, the conclusion of Vedanta. So, Bhagavan Vedvyas, who wrote the Brahma Sutra as Rishi Badarayan, crystallized this knowledge of Upanishad saying that the goal of life is to achieve the oneness with your true self. Once you realize your true self, all that which you're seeking all your life will be your peace and happiness will be your birthright. And we'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Makaschit Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om